Night Fantasy Football fans. It's the Double I Show Fantasy Island Fantasy Football Edition back at you going divisional. We are in our last episode of divisional, guys. Great job. We plowed through this shit. We got through it. After this, we can start doing some other stuff, which is great because I'm fucking wow. But all right, man, we're going to keep it going divisional. We're just going to keep this ball rolling, guys. All right, Bombo, you there? Ooh, Sweet Tea, you there? Why don't you guys check here. in and say what's up? We are here. I get did my little Rick. What was that? A Rick Flair dog? Did you throw a Rick Flair out there? All right, no more coffee for you, dude. You're cut off. All right, no more coffee. All right. All right, man. So we're gonna get started, right? So we got the NFC South. That's the last division we got to go over. So I'm gonna start this thing off with probably, you know, the I guess then the last couple seasons since the addition of a touchdown Tommy. It's been the class of the division, the Tampa Bay Bucket. Now in the offseason, it's been a little screwball for them and just start real quick with Tom Brady retired. He said that was enough. I'm going to go bang my old lady, hang out with my kids. Then all of a sudden, Bruce Arians resigns. Tom Brady comes back. Hmm. Hmm. Not sure if that's going to affect what's going on, but I still got to trust Tom Brady. I was really high on Tom Brady last year. He won me a couple leagues last year. So I, I still got to think the same, only because I the way I looked at it last year, my equation was who the fuck did he ever have to throw to other than Randy Moss 20 years ago in New England? Julian Edelman? Really? I mean, he made Edelman an, probably a Hall of Famer, right? I mean, Edelman was a Super Bowl MVP. So I, I started thinking about that and the weapons they had in Tampa, and that's why I was so high on him last year. And I love me some Chris Godwin and Godwin got hurt. And I get it all the year before when they went to the Super Bowl, he was the man and ready to break out last year. And he was doing great crushing the targets compared to everybody else on that team. And then he blows out his ACL. Got hit low. Fucking see you later, man. Yeah. So I think Tom Brady's still going to be relevant there. I don't think there's going to be much fall off for him. I think he has weapons all over the place. They shipped Rojo out. Let's get rid of this guy. He just couldn't do it. You know, they gave him plenty of opportunity in the organization. They're going to go with touchdown Lenny. You know, Leonard Fournette, you know, is the man there. I think his stock went up a little bit. I think his, rightfully so, his ADP went up a little bit because they do sort of want to run the ball when they get the lead. And it seems like their formula is hit them hard in the beginning, get a big lead and run the ball. And if Lenny can be, say, 80% of what he was in his prime in Jacksonville, I think it's, you know, he's going to do really well there. You know, behind him, they don't have much else. You know what I mean? They had Keyshawn Vaughn last year was the talk of it. You know, everyone thought he was going to be the next kid coming up, but he really didn't do much. And he's going to be what he is. They paid Lenny. So Lenny's really the man there. You know, on the outside, you have old man Mike Evans which I love me some Mike Evans. Don't get me wrong, guys. I'm an old man. I love what AARP can do in the NFL. But I think that he proves it and he's proven it, you know, each of the last, say, three years. He gets soft tissue injuries. He gets these little nagging injuries in his legs and his feet. He's a bigger guy, a bigger receiver. And it's just harder for him to stay on the field. When he's on the field, he produces every time. So he's one of those guys that's an intriguing pick again. Same with Chris Godwin coming off of that major injury. Really didn't have an injury concern before that. Really was an injury-prone guy, but he had a significant injury. And it's really about the timing coming back. Sure, these guys come back so fast now off these injuries and do these things. And it's like, 
sometimes it's amazing and sometimes you can tell they need it more time. But their 70 or 80% is better than anything else the team has. So they wheel them out there. And it's just sort of a crapper for us fantasy owners when that shit happens because we're expecting and they're pubbing him as he's he's got the same burst. He's got the same everything as he was pre-injury. Oh, my God, I can't believe it. Well, you really see it, and he doesn't. And they know that. And it's sort of hard to gauge sometimes. So I think Chris Godwin's going to be an intriguing pick. And I think one guy to talk about in that receiving court now that Tommy's guy, or I think one of the guys to talk about now that T's guy, Antonio Brown, AB, is shipped out of there. You know, I know T loved that dude, especially later in his career, is... Okay, I won't be talking no bad about A.B., Doug. I got you. All right, him and Kanye, super team right now. Him and Kanye, super team. But what I was getting at was the addition of Russell Gage. I think Russell Russell Gage elevated himself to a pretty good stature last year in Atlanta. Atlanta had a shit show going on because of Calvin Ridley stuff that was happening and didn't have much in their receiving core. And this guy sort of stepped up for them and I thought was their best receiver. I don't know why they let him go. I don't know if it was a contract thing where he didn't want the money they were giving him or they just didn't offer him money. But I think that's going to really help out with that receiving core. And I think he's going to be the guy in the early part of the year that's going to definitely solidify that passing game for Tom Brady. Again, like I said, I think the way that it's built is they want to pass first, get a lead, and then run the ball out. And I don't think Todd Bowles is really going to try to change that formula. Who's a new head coach. Arians would take shots at all points. I think they're still going to do that with Tom Brady and let him have a little bit more input into the plays and things like that. But I think another piece that Tom Brady's going to miss is Gronk. Gronk hasn't shown up. Gronk's doing commercials. Gronk's having a good time. He's running around in his underwear with these fucking shoes on that he's sleeping in and all these commercials he's doing. He ain't playing football. So you got Kyle Rudolph there now. And I don't really know. They, I don't really know what they can do. They shipped out OJ Howard, you know, didn't even really, I mean, he never panned out. He got hurt, you know, right when he was supposed to have all that hype. And it was, it's just weird. I don't know why they didn't really address that position better, but again, I don't think Kyle Rudolph's going to be that relevant. I still think Brady's going to get his. I still think he's going to get around that 40 touchdown mark, you know, a couple plus, a couple behind, you know, but I think the real fantasy relevant guys there are, you know, in that receiving core. And I think what happens is, depending on their injury and how their status is coming off of that injury, is going to really see who the guy is who steps up before that. So that's my take on the Tampa Bay Bucks, guys. Some good shit there, King. Uh, you know what? You're you're right about the whole you know Gronk type thing. What what concerns me about Russell Gage right now is he hasn't been playing this off season because he's got a hammy injury, and that just kind of concerns me as as far as his fantasy relevance and how long he's going to be hurt. Yeah, no, I mean I get it. You know, it, I, I still think Brady will figure out even with scrubs to get yardage and to get points. You know what I mean? I'm not really concerned about that. It's just like there's so many questions to all these guys there. You know, and, and if you look at it, probably the safest pick there, probably looking at Leonard Fournette. Just because he doesn't really have any injury thing happen in the last couple of seasons, and he's been pretty productive. And he catches the ball of the backfield too, guys. You know, so uh, 
Not sure, man, but let's just go keep this train rolling. Bombo, you're up next. All right. I'm going to talk about the Atlanta Falcons. When you talk about the Atlanta Falcons, you need to just throw away everything that you saw last year. You know, Matt Ryan wasn't at his best. You had the Calvin Ridley situation. You had the Kyle Pitts not being able to catch a touchdown in the United States. The one bright spot that we saw from the Falcons last year was Cordero Patterson, but we'll get into more of him later. Let's address the quarterback issue in Atlanta. They have Marcus Mariota. Marcus Mariota is ready to put put his backup days behind him. He's the starter. He's going in there with a fresh slate. I think he's gonna he's gonna try to prove that he can he belongs in this league as a starter. I mean he you know he still has the weapons, but when it comes down to Mariota, it's the health, right? We've always said it about him. Can he stay? He has the legs. He has the arm. He's an accurate passer, and he you know he has a couple of good weapons that he can throw to now. That's all. But he does have nipping at his heels Desmond Ritter, and Desmond Ritter is probably a parallel universe Marcus Mariota. You know, without the Heisman hype, the kid is, is pretty good. He was balling out for Cincinnati. He's fast. Throws a good ball. He's a natural leader. I think Atlanta's in a good spot for the future if Mariota can't do anything. These aren't a couple of guys that I would have on my fantasy team, but Mariota will be able to support fantasy players on that team, which brings us to the pass catchers, Kyle Pitts and Drake London. So Drake London is the question mark, but I think he comes with really good pedigree coming out of USC. I see him more of a, a you know, and not because they're out of SC, but I can see him being this year's Michael Pittman. Just getting open, great 50-50 ball guy, great route tree, deceptively fast, and he's strong off the line. He'll have a I, I predict to have him he'll have a season similar to like a rookie Kenny Galladay. You know, he's gonna be a matchup nightmare on smaller corners. And and if a team is eyeing Kyle Pitts, he's gonna have a lot of one-on-one coverage and he'll take take advantage of that. Brings us to Kyle Pitts. The unicorn. I'm not ready to put Kyle Pitts in that top three tight end just yet, but if you want him on your team, you will have to reach for him. You're going to have to draft him like you're drafting a wide receiver too. The touchdown, he's going to have positive touchdown regression. There's no way that they're going to hold this kid out of the end zone like they did last year. He's building his rapport with the quarterback. And from what we're hearing in camp, he's really taking those next steps to really get that separation and and be that big target and get that af- those after the catch yards that we've been waiting for but we've seen flashes of it we saw some flashes of it in the preseason wasn't he had one long bomb in the preseason but he still had to slow down for it it wasn't the perf- a perfectly thrown ball but once they get that on film and take a look at it and adjust it i believe that they're going to be able to get him in stride if you can get this kid in stride he's going to be a dangerous weapon the running back position they lucked out last year of unleashing Cordero Patterson. He was a gadget guy. They lined him up in the slot. They lined him up out wide. They gave him, you know, running back touches. And he just produced fantasy points, literally on a per-touch basis. I don't think there was anybody better. Maybe Jonathan Taylor. But now we're talking about Jonathan Taylor and Jonathan Taylor and Cordero Patterson in the same breath. There is an intriguing running back prospect on this team in Ty- Tyler Algier. Some people call him Al Geyer. But He's not a really fast guy, but he's a bruiser. I think he can be similar to a James Robinson in Jacksonville. If he gets the opportunity, he just does not go down. The kid's a bowling ball. He has great hands. He can block his ass off. They have Damian Williams, but we saw Damian Williams pretty much lose his job to Khalil Herbert in Chicago last year. And he's really a depth guy. But I, if they give the ball to the rookie, I can see him taking over this backfield. And if they're competitive in games, I believe they take, a lot of these guys can get you fantasy points. 
But if you were going to ask me, I would say Kyle Pitts is probably the number one fantasy guy on in this offense that you want to have. But don't sleep on Drake London. I, I believe he will. He may take some time, but he is going to end up making a big impact his rookie year. Nice takes, Bombo. Yeah, no, I'm I'm really intrigued with Algier there. I saw him in a lot of games at BYU, and I think yeah, and he's getting that knock as a bruiser and up the middle. But this guy's got some athletic ability. Remember, and I get it. You know, they run that three back wishbone crazy ass shit in BYU. But this kid was actually pretty athletic. So I'm hoping he gets on the field and they, they give him a little bit of look-see because I think you got to sort of pick your spots with Cordell Patterson and it makes him more effective. When you try to give him the ball up the middle and just keep running him with the ball, yeah, he breaks a couple, but, man, you don't want to give that guy a beating like that. You know, let him do what he does out in space, kick returns, things like that. He's a monster. You know, he'll bring it 109 yards and say, fuck it, I'm coming out, man. And he gets that head of steam and he's a big dude. So, yeah, great takes, great takes, Bombo. And for what it's worth, he is, uh, the rookie is listed as the RB1 on the depth chart. So, I mean, that's the depth chart. That's crazy too, right? Because, I mean, what do they have Cordell Patterson listed as a wide receiver? He's still listed as a wide receiver. That's so crazy, man. You know he's going to be the opening day guy in the backfield. I mean, maybe Algier will spell him. But that's another good point to throw it out there, man. Good job, Bombo. Good job. Swinging it over to T, who is going to take you down to the boot, Louisiana, for the Saints. All right, so we're going to go to New Orleans. We're going to go hit the Aints or the Saints. They were the Aints, went back to the Saints, and it looks like they may be the Aints again, right? So first thing that we got to look at is Jameis Winston as the quarterback. So Obviously, from a fantasy standpoint, he does put up some big fantasy numbers. And let's face it, guys, he is one of the last gunslinging type of quarterbacks in the league. But like I've said before, if you're in one of those fantasy leagues that penalize for picks, this guy throws a ton of them, right? He's going to throw those big, big plays. He's going to throw deep, but he's going to get picked a lot. And that's kind of the knock on Jameis Winston all the time. He's a good Solid QB one, maybe a late round type of QB one. If there's nobody that's a top tier QB out there, maybe you're going to get him as your backup QB, but he's going to put up some big solid numbers for you. So I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't really, you know, sit on the guy, but I really wouldn't probably put him as top quarterback to be focusing on, on your leaderboards when you're drafting, you know, which leads me into the next obvious position is running back. Right now, Alvin Kamara is the man still. It looks like his suspension is kind of going to be put off till next year. So expect him to have another solid season over there. I expect a heavy dosage of Kamara running that ball. And the reason why I do that is because, to me, the biggest issue over there for the Saints is going to be at wide receiver. So I do expect Kamara to be getting a lot of looks. And, you know, quite honestly, last year, even though it was a down year for Kamara, he still had a damn good fantasy season. He kind of he tied for RB6 with Joe Mixon. And if everybody's saying Joe Mixon kind of over kind of extended and 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 kind of overperformed, what does that say about you know Kamara? I mean, you know, he had a down year and he still did really well. So I expect it to be a bigger rebound year for him. And then you got over there Mark Ingram. Mark Ingram's kind of gonna be splitting the load with Kamara over there. So I really think that. Yes, he's fantasy relevant. I think Kamara's going to take the heavy doses and the heavy touches for this team. And 
Ingram will get his touches, but I wouldn't put too much fantasy relevance in him. Just that's just me personally, but definitely go Camara with that. Leading into the wide receivers, that's where it gets a little dicey for this team, right? Because Michael Thomas is coming back. He's been out for so long. He already sat in the offseason during one of the preseason games. He's having some hamstring issues, soft tissue. His ankle is an issue. We just don't know what we're going to get with him. Although I am kind of high on him. I think he's going to be more fantasy relevant than a lot of people are kind of picking him for. You might even be able to pick him up late in your draft. And if you do, he's going to be a big steal for you. So I think Thomas is going to be better this year than most people think, but I still don't think he's going to be one of those guys that you're going to want to reach for, right? So just buyer beware when it comes to Michael Thomas. He hasn't played in two years, so there's that caveat. And then the one bright spot that I do have for that receiving core is the rookie, Christian Olave. I, I, I'm I'm high on this kid. He's 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 a stud. He's got a big body. He's pro receiver ready. I mean, this guy is coming out of college. He's ready to take that that wide receiver one position right now. You know, obviously they're still paying Thomas a lot of money, but Olave is going to be the man there. And I really think that connection between Winston and Olave is going to start to to thrive and shine throughout the season as the season progresses. I still wouldn't say that you go and reach for him and he's definitely not a, a like a first, second round type guy. But if you can get him probably in the fourth or fifth round, that's a steal. Because I really think by, I don't know, by mid-year, he's going to really start to show what he can do. And that connection between him and Winston are going to start showing. And I'm excited about this kid. I think this kid is going to be a stud in this year in in the NFL and definitely a fantasy relevant type of guy. And again, guys, I got no tight ends, nothing to show for it over here in the saints. So that's, that's the ain'ts in a nutshell. Yeah, no. And I think, you know, the thing is going to be intriguing is also they lost the best play caller in the NFL and this guy could dial up a game, man, Huge. you know, and now they got Dennis Allen and his group of goons over there and they're going to do what they do. And they seem more meat and potatoes. They're definitely not as intricate as what Sean Payton does. I saw a couple of preseason games and I know everybody runs vanilla in the preseason. They just looked even more vanilla than vanilla, you know? So I think it is what it is, but I'm going to keep the ball rolling now. And I'm going to talk about the Carolina Panthers. Carolina is a team that really doesn't know what it wants to do. And that's the hard thing. They've used up McCaffrey to a point where his body just breaking down the last couple of years and he can't stay on the field. They're trying to find their next quarterback. They drafted Baker Mayfield with the number one overall pick or they got him. Carolina really doesn't even know what to do since Cam Newton left at quarterback. They traded for the number one overall pick from Cleveland, Baker Mayfield. They got Sam Darnold last year in a trade. They just don't know what to do and they're a mess. And I think it's the coach's last shot at trying to hold on to a gig in the NFL. I think that management probably likes him and, and likes some of the things that he's done with what he's had, but the quarterback thing is really shit in the bed for him. And I think he's going in saying, I'm a good enough coach where I can make, like last year, maybe I can make Sam Darnold work for us. And that didn't happen. And now he's going to try the same thing with Baker Mayfield. Baker's already been named the starter. We're about 10, 12 days out, you know, from the start of the season, something like that. So Baker's the starter there. But, I mean, 
really is he going to elevate them to that point where they need to get and to save this guy's job? And it's one of those yet to sees. You know, Baker was truly hurt last year. And Baker, I think, is a serviceable quarterback. I think he has an opportunity to do well. I think he has an opportunity to probably has the best wide receiver weapons that he's had in his career here. You know, so I, I think he has an opportunity to show himself again and to solidify himself as a starter in this league. Will he do it? I think is the question. I don't know many people that are going to be high on even drafting Baker Mayfield. So I think, again, it's one of those things, if you need a backup guy or you need three quarterbacks for some reason, you might got to take him. I might take a flyer on him just because of the receiving core. I really like a kid that came out last year, Terrence Marshall. He was one of the kids that played with Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson in LSU. And I thought he was going to be a big part of that offense last year. I think he still has the upside. And I think the problem for him was Sam Darnold. But when you got a guy as consistent as DJ Moore on the outside and a guy who could take the top off like Robbie Anderson, you have to really step up your game to get those shots. And I don't think he did his part as well. I'm hoping they spread the ball out a little bit more because I think that teams are really going to focus on DJ Moore. That guy's amazing. His route running, his tree, everything that he does is just so on point. He's one of those guys like Tyreek Hill who doesn't have to slow down at his breaks. And that gives him that automatic separation every time. So it's almost like a wide open guy every time. Unfortunately, Sam Darnold couldn't hit the broadside of a barn. So hopefully Baker Mayfield could make him a little bit more productive. And I think if they can move the chains and do things, I think there's going to be those big shots that can happen downfield for Terrence Marshall and for Robbie Anderson. I think the mess still comes here in the backfield because you're not really sure what to do. Right. I mean, like I mentioned, they have just used the hell out of Christian McCaffrey. They have just this guy was just a monster the last couple of years. And he's a he's a fantasy machine when he's on the field. I mean, the first game he came back after the one year he was out, he just tore it up like he was never out. And I don't know if his body's going to be able to hold up. And that's a concern for me. You know, I think that even the organization realized that last year. And they invested a semi-high pick on Chuba Hubbard because they knew already there's some injury concern there and we got to maintain our backfield. Then this offseason, they figure, okay, fuck, we got two smaller guys. We need a guy to bruise on the goal line. So they went and got Deontay Foreman. So their backfield is a little bit loaded, which to me, even thinking, okay, even if they bring McCaffrey back, he's not going to get those same touches because now you have more talent behind him. And I think that's sort of the things that people got to look at. They want to keep him on the field. And I think the equation there is to really make sure he's rested and he gets his rest and don't wear him down. Because I think that's when the opportunity for injuries higher. So will they do that? I thought they would start doing that a couple of years ago before the injury and they didn't. So it's really a wait and see thing because the reality is, I mean, the coach is probably on his last year. He's going to go down whipping his best horse and his best horse in this offense traditionally has been McCaffrey. So I think he's going to use him as much as he can. I think the other guys are going to get what they get as long as there's no injury. Once McCaffrey goes down, I think Chuba Hubbard's pretty viable in fantasy. And I think that he's one of those Khalil Herbert kind of guys that Bombo mentioned when he was talking, we we're talking in MC North that if the starter goes down, they're still in a good spot. Because this guy runs hard, 
you know, he's built for weather. He's not going to slow down. He played at Oklahoma State. He's not afraid of cold weather. So I, I don't know. I, I think Carolina is intriguing this year. And I think another guy that I want to mention that I just have to throw out there, and I know there's no tight ends in this division, but Tommy Tremble over there is actually pretty good. Tommy Tremble out of Notre Dame. This kid could fucking run your ass over. He does not run out of bounds. And I like that, especially from younger guys like that. All right, a couple years in, dude, slow down, take it easy. You know what I mean? Whatever. But this dude, he wants to play. And I think they're going to look at integrating him a little bit into this offense too. So, you know, like I said, I think there's a lot of weapons there, but it's just a matter of that the head of the snake, right? Is it's it's can this can Baker make this thing click and get the most out of these weapons? Cause they got weapons all over the place. You know, so I, I don't know if he can, but I think basically just it's it's one of those things where these guys are good enough where you're really going to have to take some flyers on them and draft them at their ADPs. I think DJ Moore is well-deserved of his, of his ADP because look at the quarterbacks he's had the last couple of years. And he still produces. So that's not, it shouldn't be a concern, right? That Sam Darnold's now the backup because he got those numbers with Sam Darnold last year. So... I don't know, guys. I think it's a really intriguing division. Carolina's a really intriguing team, and that's my take. Yeah, I agree. Tommy Tremble, keep an eye on him. They cleared out their tight end room, and they're sticking with him. He's a big target. He doesn't go down easy. He's athletic. They just need to find a way to integrate him in the offense. And like you were saying, they just need to have somebody that's you know competent back there getting them the ball. Yeah, and I think he'll do the dirty job for them underneath three, four yards when everything else breaks down. You know what I mean? He keep those chains going forward. You know what I mean? They're not, I don't know if they're going to get a lot of splash plays, but I think they're going to chunk plays and they're going to you know, grind the ball down the field. But great job again, guys. You know, we busted through that division pretty quick. So you know what time it is, right? We're going to go through the each position here and name our top three guys. Bombo, you're going to start us off. T, you're in number two slot, so you're on deck. All right, but we're going to talk about quarterbacks in this division. Bombo, you're up with your number one quarterback in the division. I'm going to have to go obvious. I'm going to have to go GOAT. Until said otherwise, it's Tom Brady. Tom Brady is the number one fantasy quarterback in this division. We don't really need to go into it. He has weapons. Russell Gage is a great signing. And, hey, if you the worst receiver you have in your receiver room is a part-time Julio Jones, you're going to be doing all right. I know that the loss of Gronk, is going to be a big one, but there has to be a reason why they did not address that. If anything, they just filled that role with Julio Jones. So I have Tom Brady. He may not be the number one fantasy quarterback when it's all said and done, but he'll be in that position that you expect him to be in. Solid points, you know, and I agree with a lot of them too, you know, and I think Brady's just proven for himself that regardless of the situation or the talent around him, he succeeds and he puts up those numbers. So T, who's your quarterback? All right, my quarterback is going to be Jameis Winston. I really think he's going to have a solid year. You know, yeah, he got hurt and he's coming back. But if if you have a healthy Michael Thomas and you got this new kid, Olave, coming in, I think Winston is poised to have a really solid year. The only thing that I'm going to say is, you know, he's he's definitely the man there because the guy sitting behind him is no threat. To, to him at all so it's really Winston's team this is this is his time to shine really so I, I really like Winston this year yeah and Winston has the arm talent you know this guy he just he didn't have it between the ears and he threw as many picks as he did touchdowns but 
I think one of the things, if you watch his games, and, and I'm impressed with Jameis Winston, is he puts the ball in such a good spot for receivers to catch it. And I don't know if you guys remember, but remember he, you know, he was he was awesome in college, Heisman Trophy guy and all that shit. And his senior year or his last year, I don't know if he came out as junior or senior. I didn't follow him that much. I don't remember. I'm just not thinking that far back. But he had like one drop from his receiving core that whole senior year. And I think that was more a testament to he can throw it touch. He can put the ball out there. He throws a really nice deep ball. And he could zip the ball in there right in a spot where it just sticks to these guys. Yeah. You know, so I, I, I like Jameis Winston, man. If he can just, you know, straighten out the stuff between his ears. You know, so you guys don't leave me much. You know, I got Atlanta and Carolina to pick from. And I'm going to go out here and throw my coconuts and go with Marcus Mariota. I think that's a safer pick than what they got in Carolina. I think Marcus Mariota is what Marcus Mariota is. I think he'll move the chains for you. I think he's efficient. And I think Bombo made mention when he was talking about Atlanta, he had to throw that punt up to get it. It is, dude. But I, I just going back to it, he doesn't have the arm talent. We know that. He is who he is. He had to throw a punt up there to Kyle Pitts. And Kyle Pitts had almost basically stopped for it to catch it. You know what I mean? But he's got to flatten that ball out a little bit. And he's just, he's rusty, man. He hasn't been playing for a couple seasons. I think by second or third game, he'll get a little bit more, you know, of his mojo back. And I think he can do okay. You know, I don't know. They're not going to be great, but I just figuring between the choices I had between him and Baker, I had to take him. So let's go ahead and move on to running backs now. All right, T, you're up. I'm going to go second. Bombo, you're coming in third. All right, so T, who's your number one running back in the division? My number one running back in the division is pretty obvious for me. It's going to be Alvin Kamara. You know, I know Leonard Fournette's really good, but he came into camp a little bit heavier than even he normally does because he always comes in heavy. And Alvin Kamara, even at his worst season so far, like I said earlier, he's still tied for six fantasy-wise in running back. So I expect him to even have a better year this year and a bounce-back year, only because I, I expect that that offense to be pretty balanced, even with the challenges on on the receiving core. So I really like Kamara. And a solid pick. So I'm up now, and I think the the pick I'm going to go with is touchdown Lenny. You know, I think that he's been pretty consistent. He's solid. He's he's definitely the guy in that backfield now that Rojo's gone. I don't think Keyshawn Vaughn's a threat to him or whoever else they have behind him. I think he's going to get full opportunity to get what he can get. So my number one guy is Leonard Fournette. Bombo, who's your guy? I'm not ready to write the obituary for Christian McCaffrey just yet. I believe that he, this may be the best quarterback that he's working with now. I'm not the biggest Baker Mayfield guy, but he is more than competent. He can move that offense. And his work ethic, the speed, the hands, the shiftiness, it's all there. If, if you know, when he came back from injury and has all that still, he still has all the intangibles and I can't write him off. I, you know, the talent is there. So I'm going Christian McCaffrey. Definitely talent at the running back position in this in this division. You know what I mean? And, you know, there are guys that have to prove it, right? Can Kamara prove it? And what's going to happen to Kamara going forward? You know, he's got that legal situation hanging over his head. So I think it's uh, those are all intriguing picks, and they're things to think about when you draft these guys. Great job, guys. So we're going to go to wide receivers. Okay, I'm going to start this one off. Bombo's going to go second. T, you're going to go third. I know who I should take. You know, but I don't know if I'm going to take him or not. So I'm just going to go ahead and go with my safe pick here. I'm going to go with Mike Evans, the touchdown machine. 
Mike Evans is a touchdown freaking machine. He's guaranteed 12 to 14 touchdowns. He's solid enough to make sure that at least he's going to get a thousand yards in that year before he goes down. So if I'm a guy thinking, okay, even if my guy busts out or craps out and his floor is a thousand yards with 10 touchdowns, I'm good. Right. So Mike Evans is my guy. I'm going to go DJ Moore. I think if you look at the numbers, when Darnold was safe and healthy last year, he was putting up top four numbers. Adding Cam and PJ Walker really didn't help his numbers and it kind of fell off right after that. But he has the talent. There's not a route that he can't run. He gets open consistently and he has great hands. Just needs that quarterback play. And with the step up in quarterback play for Carolina, I have DJ Moore really. Absolutely, man. I mean, and I don't like me no Aaron Rodgers, but imagine a guy like that with Aaron Rodgers. If they can get something going like so precise in his route running and he's just open at every play just because of how he runs routes like Tyreek Hill. It's the same thing. Think of Tyreek Hill going with Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers can throw the deep ball better than anybody. He puts it right off a dude's ear. You know what I mean? So, yeah. All right, T, you're up. Who do you got? Well, you guys didn't really leave me much to go with. I'm going to have to go with Michael Thomas. You know, he does have a lot of potential. I mean, look at before he went down, he was he was a beast. And I don't know. I'm thinking I'm hoping at least, you know, if he comes back healthy and he can he can perform. I think he's going to have a monster year, you know, considering he's kind of, I guess, healthier. He hasn't, he hasn't taken a lot of snaps, so he doesn't have a lot of wear and tear on his body, hopefully. And hopefully that ankle's better. I got to go with Michael Thomas. You know, and solid. If this guy can come back at 85% of what he was before pre-injury, that's pretty fucking good. Exactly. But I think a couple guys I'd want to throw out there, and I know we don't, we only got three picks, so we can't name everybody, but, and, and I'm just going to explain my pick. If Chris Godwin never had his injury, Chris Godwin would be my number one guy. For sure. And I think that he he is that talented. He is that good. He is that blanket for Tom Brady. If you look at his target share compared to everybody else in the last couple of seasons, he's been the guy. So, but because of his injury, I couldn't. And the one that concerns me, T, is what you talked about. I know you talked to Lavi up a little bit, but watching the, the last preseason game where Winston played and it was Jarvis Landry he was throwing to. True. And I was a little surprised, man, but Jarvis Landry looked to have a little pep in his step. You know what I mean? So maybe he's happy playing there. I don't know. Remember, he's been in Cleveland the last, last few years. So very intriguing division. You know, same thing again here with the tight ends. You know, I mean, I like me some Tommy Tremel, but the reality is he'll be free at the end of a draft unless you target him in a couple rounds before the draft and the only guy really even fantasy relevant right is kyle pitts is there anybody else you guys think of no absolutely not yeah no i don't think so either man so i mean it's it's such one of those divisions right where it's just like okay you know it it could be anybody's division really i mean it, it tampa is is they should win but they're an injury away from not doing shit brady goes down they can't do shit you know what I mean? So it's it's a weird division, man. So let's go to talk about our bus and our MVPs. And we're going to start with the MVP list. I'm going to go first. All right. So I'm going to start it off. My league MVP, touchdown Tommy. I just think that it's, you know, it's his division. I think he can do whatever he wants. He's proven that the last couple of seasons. Throwing for monster numbers, 4,500, 40 plus touchdowns. Tommy, touchdown. Tommy Brady. MVP. What do you got, T? 
Uh, that was a good one, uh, but I'm going to go in an opposite direction. I'm going to go with Kyle Pitts. I think, to be honest with you, I think it's an upgrade at the quarterback situation for him. I think Mariota is going to be better for him. And I like to see what he's going to be able to do this year. I think he's going to take a step forward. So for me, it's Kyle. Solid, solid. What's left for you, Bombo? What do you got? Well, if we're going to take, you know, injury history out of it, I got to still go with Christian McCaffrey. He may not be the number one overall pick that that he was in the past, but he's not dead. And he's still got the legs, still has the work ethic. He's still going to run hard. And I expect this team to do a lot better than they did last year. And I think those are all solid picks, guys. And the reality is they can all be league winners. You know what I mean? With the exception of tease picks, of course. But I mean, I'm just saying in general. You know what I mean? They could all be league winners. Just in the fucking with you, T. You know what I mean? But I'm just saying. So now it comes to our bust. We're going to let you start off this list, T. Bombo, you're going number two, and I'll bring up the rear because I like being a rear. T, your bust of the NFC South. All right, I'm going straight after Bombo right now because I think it's going to be Christian McCaffrey. I think this guy, yes, fantasy-wise, he's been a beast, but quite honestly, the last two seasons, he's only played nine games in two years. I can't, I can't trust that. And I think that anybody who takes him is going to be in for a world of hurt. So for me, he's the bust. All right. What you got, Bombo? I'm going to say the bust for the NFC South for me is going to be Cordell Patterson. I think people are going to be chasing the points on what he did last year. He's going to get drafted way too high. And I think there's just a lot of film on the guy now. Defenses are going to know exactly what they need to do to stop him. They're going to follow him on the field. They're going to put an athletic safety on him as a spy. And I just don't think he's going to be able to break free as he was. If Cordell Patterson was going to be a star, he would have been a star a long time ago. And I agree. And I think that they're not really, they overused them last year, I think. And you just sort of got to keep them on that, you know, kind of, hey, you know what? We're not sure when he's coming out. And then he, boom, he just breaks out and sort of surprises you. But yeah, I know this list is a little bit hard, but I mean, to me, I think it's easy for me because I still think the guy might get drafted somehow, some way. I'm going to go Baker Mayfield. I think Baker's going to bust there. You know what I mean? I think that's an easy pick. I think for me, especially, you know, because, I don't know. I think there's still guys that have a little bit of faith in Baker and he's not really a horrible quarterback. So I think knowing that, I think guys will still try to draft him, you know? So knowing that it's just, to me, I just, I know he's all full of himself right now. He's the starter, but fuck you beat out fucking the great gazoo, Sam Darnold. Not really a big deal. You know what I mean? So great job again, guys. We're going to be wrapping it up. This is our last divisional show. Our next show, we're going to do sleepers and busts. And then we're going to start getting into the season. We're going to talk about league winners on that show. We're going to talk about a lot of things and just wrap the whole thing up like a nice burrito and get the season rolling, ready for these folks to eat and win your fantasy leagues, guys. Hoping you take some stuff out of what we did for you, what we gave you. Again, three different perspectives for three different points of views if you guys need them out there. To me, just because of history, I would either follow myself or Bombo, but I'm just saying nothing bad to T, but I'm trying to make a trade with T in another league right now. And he's just not biting as hard as I want him to. You know what I mean? So yeah, I got to fuck with him a little bit, but guys, again, great job. We crushed it. We went through the whole division by division, by division shit. And I think that's going to roll us out. Gentlemen, great job. We are out. Late. Peace.
Yeah.